And I feel like, uh, I say this every week, I haven't been here in so long, but I'm happy to, to be here today. Today we're going to do um, this light episode. We're going to get into some hot topics. I haven't had an all hot topics episode in a while, so uh, we're going to kind of keep it easy today. So what have I been doing this week? Uh, this week has been, it's been, uh, it's been a pretty good week. Um, I've been excited to vote. This is probably the most excited I've been to vote uh, since I voted for Barack Obama, um, because I just think this year is just most necessary. I, I'm just exhausted from the state of everything. Uh, so early voting started here in North Carolina. So, um, I'm actually going tomorrow, uh, and I'm leaving work early to go vote. Um, I've heard that there's been long lines, so I'm going to get off early and just wait however long I have to, to vote, uh, just to get that out of the way. Um, so definitely, you know, um, if you're, if your state is starting to do the early voting, just get out early and take care of it. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly more so concerned that when it gets to, uh, the voting day, um, election day that, um, I don't know, I just kind of feel like something's going to happen or something. So I just more so wanted to go out, you know, early and get it done. Um, I think a few episodes back, I was talking about Kanye and, you know, the guy is still just on my fucking nerves. Um, he, I guess he was like made it onto the write-in ballot in Maryland. And he literally have been like tweeting out, like telling people to vote for him and all of that. And I, I don't get like his purpose. Like I don't get, and like only thing I see is sabotage. He claimed that's not what it is, but like, I really don't understand like what the fuck is he doing? And, um, I was reading somewhere that he spent, uh, like three or four million on his quote unquote presidential campaign. He came out with a video recently. I didn't watch it just because I just can't entertain this, but I I just think it's wild. I think it's crazy to me. Um, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, so definitely everybody just need to get out and vote. Um, I've heard a lot and I hate to hear it, but I, I've heard a lot where people say it really doesn't matter and it does matter. And I just think that, um, you know, if you want to see change, you got to start with it and be the change. And so, um, yeah, so let's just get out and vote guys. Um, but that's all I really had going on. That's all, that's all I've really been kind of concerned about. I've still been doing my reading, uh, still just been trying to just be quiet a little bit and, uh, you know, just focus on myself. So that's really all that I've had really going on. So let's just roll into motivational Monday. So today for motivational Monday, I really just wanted to, um, revisit our goals I will say, uh, this year for me, I set a reading goal, um, which I've completed. Um, and that was pretty exciting, but it was so many other goals that I had and so many other things that I even wanted to do for the podcast that, you know, I really just didn't get done and I still have time and I'm still trying to work on some things to get some stuff going. But, you know, this year has just been so, uh, it's been so, I feel like every day is just kind of like blurred together. It feels like, and, um, even from the standpoint of, you know, we're about to go into holiday season, which is crazy, right? We're in the middle of October. And so when I was thinking about that the other day, I was like, man, I haven't talked about goals in a while. And, um, so we're, we're going into the end of 2020 pretty soon. We're two and a half months. So there's something, if there's a goal that you still felt like that you haven't accomplished or you wanted to accomplish, you can still begin to work on it. And that could be your, you know, going to your 2021 goals. So let's just revisit them. Take a look at all the things you said you want to do for the year and try to make a small plan on how you feel like you might can accomplish those. So, cause it's, it's still time. 
Um, but yeah, that's what I have for Motivational Monday. So let's just roll into Black Excellence. So today for Black Excellence, I wanted to um, highlight Terry Burns. She's the youngest and first black woman partner at Google's venture capital firm. So she's making history as the first black woman partner at the company and the youngest at just 26 years old. Burns got, got her start at Twitter as an associate product manager, eventually getting hired at GV, where she's worked for the last three years. Because of her age, Burns has a knack of recognizing new ventures to capture Zen Z's attention. Her latest investment in Hags, an app that started as a digital yearbook and is now expanding to a broader social site for high school age youth, is just another example of that. All right, so in an industry dominated by white males, Burns is an anomaly. As of February 2020, the number of women leaders in the VC world was just at 13%, a mere 4% increase from three years ago. In 2019, there was only one black woman named partner at any VC company, and between 2010 and 2015, black people have made up just 0.67% of the industry workforce. So that's pretty cool, and she's only 26. So when I saw that, I was like, man, you know, I wanted to... uh, I wanted to highlight her for um, for black excellence. All right. So today, let's see. We're going to get into some hot topics. And I have some mess. And so we're just going to just talk about just some TV for a moment. So Paramount, Paramount Studios is in the process of completing a deal with Amazon Studios worth $125 million, And they are getting the rights to come into America, too. And they're aiming for a release date of December 18th on Amazon Prime. When I saw that, I thought that was pretty cool. I'm actually kind of excited to see uh, this the coming Ameri- come to America too. I don't really know how it's going to be. I'm always nervous with um, movie- these movies coming back. So I don't know. But I, I am going to watch it though. So when I saw that it was coming to Amazon, I was like, oh, cool. You know, because I'm still, I think they reopen movie theaters here. Um, I'm not really sure how they're going about it cause I haven't been, and I don't know the next time I'm even going to be at a movie theater to be completely honest with you. Um, cause I don't even know how that's going to work, but, um, I also saw that Whoopi Goldberg was talking about, um, uh, bringing back sister act three. Um, it wouldn't be like a reboot. It would just be just a, just a continual part of the story. I don't really know how that will be either. So and I was listening to, uh, I was listening to the read podcast and they were like, you know, that they were down for it. But I'm like, I don't know how that would be because sometimes when movies come out, like in the nineties and stuff, like, I feel like it was enough for that time. Like, um, and so uh, like at that, at that time, like it was, it was, it wasn't aged, you know? So it was good, but I don't know how it would be in 2020, 2021. Um, I don't know. So, um, that was pretty much the, the big news that I saw in regards to that. But, and I think sister act three is just, they're just starting to discuss maybe, you know, going about doing that. Um, let's see. So Ava DuVernay has said her latest project at Netflix. Uh, she would direct, write, and produce a film adaptation of the New York times bestseller of Oprah's book club selection cast or origins of our discontents. I actually own this book. Um, I'm actually really excited about this because I haven't, um, I haven't gotten all the way through it because it's a, it's a pretty long book, but it's so, 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 so good. And I'm about to read to you, um, what the book is about. 
So drawing parallels between the caste systems of America, India, and Nazi Germany, Wilkerson outlines a revolutionary framework for understanding how caste plays out across civilization, both historically and today. Backed by years of research, she identifies eight ideological pillars that underlie all caste systems. Using riveting stories from the lives of Martin Luther King Jr., baseball satchel page, an ordinary single father, and his toddler son, and many others, Wilkinson shows how the insidious undertow of caste is experienced by each of us every day. She documents how the Nazis study the racial systems in America to plan their debasement of the Jews. She discusses why the cruel logic of caste requires that there be a bottom rung for those in the middle to measure themselves against. She writes about the surprising health costs of caste in depression and life expectancy and the effects of this hierarchy on our culture and politics. Finally, she points forward to ways America can move beyond the artificial and destructive separations of human division toward hope in our common humanity. So this is what I like about Ava DuVernay. I talk about her um, quite often on here. Um, I'm actually a, a big fan of everything that she does, any work that she does. And so, um, yeah, like, I think this is going to be amazing. Um, and what I like about her is that she's really intentional with her work. Um, she never puts out anything that's just, you know, whatever. You can tell that she really puts thought in everything that she does. Um, and she always just makes a good body of work, but she makes honest work. And you can tell that her work is true to herself. And for that, like, um, that's what I think I enjoy most about everything that she does, because you can tell that she really believes in her projects. Okay, so on to other news. Um, so I'm not sure if y'all saw this week, but Tory Lanez was ordered to stay away from Meg Thee Stallion after his first court hearing. His bail was set at 190k, which was posted while out on bail. The judge did issue a protective order against him, wherein he is legally required to stay away at least a uh, hundred yards from Meg and can't contact her. Um, let's see. Additionally, the rapper was ordered to surrender any guns he owns. And this is what's crazy, right? I've talked about this. I think, I don't know what episode I talked about this on, but you know, we know that basically Meg was shot and then, you know, she didn't say who shot her. And then ultimately she came out later and said that it was Tori Lanez. And it's just been, the whole situation have been like really weird because, um, I don't personally get how people can still make defense of him. Like I've even heard people say, oh, well she was doing this and she was doing that. And they say that she was the aggressor. But even if like, I feel like even if say, you know, she hit him hypothetically, not saying she did, but just hypothetically say that, well, why would you in turn shoot somebody, you know, or shoot at them, which could have resulted in like so many terrible things. Like, it could have been something that could have, you know, messed up this woman's career. It could have been something that, you know, um, she could have died. I mean, it's really, really weird. And so when I hear people talk about it and just like other people's stance on it, I just think it's ridiculous because I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter what took place. Like, why are you shooting at her, you know, as a grown ass man? Like, what are you doing? Right. Um, so I was happy that even though like she didn't go and like press charges on him or whatever, like, and she might've had her reasons for that. They clearly were involved with each other. This clearly is some kind of domestic situation. This is not there. They, they clearly were involved with each other. Right. And then I personally thought it was also tragic that he came out with a CD, um, you know, talking about her and talking about a situation and basically saying that like, it wasn't him, which all the shit is weird. Cause dude, it was you. Um, and so I was happy that, you know, he, um, 
he was arrested for this and that, you know, hopefully something will happen to him in regards to it because you can't go out, um, you know, shooting people and them treating women like shit. It's just not, it's not okay. In, in general, I don't think either, either person should put their hands on each other or anything like that. But I think that when it escalates to these points, like there's definitely a problem in general. Um, so I was glad that he had to surrender his guns. Cause clearly if that's what your first thought is to just sit and shoot somebody, um, I don't know. The whole thing is really weird, but, uh, hopefully they just continue to stay away from each other and hopefully, you know, um, may continue to heal like everybody was saying that on her Saturday Saturday Night Live performance that they felt like she was twerking you know just fine I personally didn't like I I felt like um I felt like her her feet are still fucked up and that's why I think people when they when they're judging the thing it's like they're like oh well she's been doing just fine she's been performing and doing whatever but I I don't think so I think um I think she might be in a little bit of pain. Like I, that's, that's when I looked at it, that's what I thought. So I just don't get like why we as people judge a situation that like we weren't even there. We do not know. We, you know, but the, the one thing that we do know is that he did shoot at her. And, um, for that, I just think is absolutely tragic and deplorable. So I never was a Tory Lance fan in general. I don't listen to any of his stuff. I couldn't tell you not one fucking song that he does. But um, I definitely wouldn't support somebody that um, that would do some crazy shit like this. I, I don't when it comes to um, violence towards women in any kind of way or disrespect, like I'm just not with it at all. All right. So let's see. Oh, and this is the other thing I had to talk about. Um, so I had Cardi B and Offset. Um, I think we saw over the last weekend that they, I guess, have reconciled. And here's my thing. I was wondering like how I was going to kind of go about just explaining my opinion about this, but it's like, as a celebrity, celebrities are people, they're human, just like we are. And like, they don't owe us, you know, uh, they don't owe us anything. They don't have to tell us about their relationships. They don't have to tell us about their lives if they don't want to. And I think that you, you deserve the, the right to have your privacy. Um, there's so many people that's like, you know, I mean, look at Jay-Z and Beyonce, they're most private people in the world. Right. So my thing is like Cardi come out. She files for divorce, which wasn't really surprising. I mean, Offset has totally disrespected her in so many ways. And so, you know, I was like, okay, I wasn't really surprised by that. And they're young, you know, you're in their twenties. And so this shit is crazy. Right. And so I was like, all right, you know, um, and then she came out and gave an explanation, just talking about how she's tired of arguing with him, blah, blah, blah. blah. So I'm like, okay, you know, my, we didn't ask for this shit. Like we didn't ask for explanation. She gave us explanation. They know, nobody asked for it. This is, uh, this is to me a situation of oversharing, um, your personal business. I think your marriage, you should probably just, you know, keep some shit on the low. And so then it comes out that last weekend, like at her birthday party, they're like, you know, doing PDA. I think he bought her like a Rolls Royce, uh, truck, like all this shit. And so she just like, you know, how they're back together. Then she goes on and she goes on Twitter, which I think has now been deleted. And she's just like talking about like, you know, um, basically she stays because she enjoys the sex, all this stuff. Like it's not, he's not like manipulating her or doing emotional manipulation or anything like that. Like she can make her own decisions, all this stuff. And, um, basically she was like that they're young and you know, they're like everybody else that have a dysfunctional relationship and that's just what it is. And I'm like, I'm glad she deleted it. Cause it was kind of like, okay, girl. But, um, at the same time, like, I feel like people probably wouldn't 
have things to say about your situation if they don't know your situation, right? Um, I think she overshares, but I also wonder, is it because, you know, Cardi uh, pretty much made her career like kind of on social media, like she was a, before she was a rapper, she was like a social media, um, you know, um, personality in a sense, you know, she was making funny videos and all that, still the same stuff she does now. Um, like even down to, she still like, sometimes I feel like with Cardi B, she needs to learn how to disconnect. And I don't know if it's because like, she's still young, like she, she reads the comments and all that stuff and actually like talks to people. And, and like, I mean, like, you know, um, when somebody is saying something negative about her, like she actually comes back and like gives, you know, like comments back to them or, you know, stuff like that. And I just personally think that's kind of like, I think that's kind of whack because I'm like, these people are, who are they? You know, you're fucking rich, you're whatever. And you have to just learn because social media is so fucking toxic. Like I, you don't have to read the fucking comments, sis. And you don't even have to fucking comment back to these people. Like I wouldn't personally, because people are a vow. And half the time people say things on like social media and your comments just to get a response from you. Like half time, they're just trolls. Like they don't really believe the shit they're saying. So I just went comment. And when it comes to my marriage, like I personally would only put what I want to put up and I wouldn't give you the satisfaction of like, we shouldn't know all your shit. Right. And if you want to stay with your husband, stay with them, but we shouldn't, we don't have to know that he cheats on you, that you guys argue all the time. It's crazy. All that. Like, I don't think it's necessary to share that shit me personally, but I don't know. It's kind of, I don't know. But anyway, but they're, they're back together. So Hopefully they, you know, work it out. I'm not, I'm not really sure, you know? So let's see. Another thing that happened this week, um, Tony Braxton, she, um, she put out a tweet and it was surprising because Tony Braxton is pretty much like, you know, she never really tweets anything like as far as like, um, like our personal shit, but she basically was talking about David who's Tamar's, uh, ex-boyfriend now. Um, and basically word in the street is that, he sent, um, he sent police to Tony Braxton's house looking for Tamar. Um, cause I guess they're still looking for her for, uh, I guess for when she hit him or something. Um, and it's just, the whole situation is really, really weird. Like, I hate that this is becoming like a really weird and toxic clearly, but it's coming like a really weird situation. And I'm like, y'all are too damn old to be, um, just, if you're going to break up or whatever you have going on, just break up, right? You don't have to sit and just be nasty towards each other. Like I never understand when people are nasty in divorce and nasty and breakup. And that's one thing like I try not to ever do because you don't, you shouldn't have to be, if you love this person at one point and now you guys are breaking up or whatever you have going on you don't have to be nasty towards each other. Just fucking break up and just move forward. To me, it seems like David might be the one that might be the aggressor. But then I was told that Tamar came out, um, in defense of him. So I'm not really sure what's going on. It's really weird. Uh, I tried to find more stuff in regards to it and I couldn't really find anything. So, um, this might be something that I might update again next week. Um, if I find something uh, or something else comes out, I'm going to let you guys know what's going on with that. Cause I'm not quite sure myself. So the last thing that I want to discuss was Jenny Mai. Um, she made the comment on her show. I was going to, I was going to play the recording, but I didn't, I didn't look it up, but she basically made the comment on the show about how, you know, she's marrying Jeezy and that she basically, um, 
she basically wants to be submissive to him in her in her marriage. Um, I think she basically kind of went on and said that, you know, she wears so many hats and she does so many things. And, you know, she wants in that area to just let, you know, her man lead. Well, that that came with like everybody giving their opinion on like submission and all that. And um, I kind of understood what she was saying to a certain degree. Um, what I will say about the submission topic uh, it's always a, it's a funny topic for me to talk about because I think that people, especially like, um, Christians and, you know, uh, they, I think sometimes when it comes to Christians, they, um, especially preachers, they pretty much twist the Bible to whatever way that they want to interpret it or whatever way that they want to present it. Um, and, you know, I say this all the time. I'm very much a, a loose Christian, but I mean, I do read the Bible um, faithfully and I do try to get my own understanding of things. And so when it comes to the submission comment, right, or just that stance, this is what I think people never really realize, right? In the Bible, it's like um, basically that your husband should be walking um, basically close to God, right, um, to where, you know, he is now like your protector is going to cover you. He's these things, right? But he should be walking basically the same line or same, you know, kind of like the same path as God, right? And then his wife will, you know, submit to him. Well, you know, when you hear in that standpoint, it's like, okay, but then so then people get married and they're like, oh, well, I'm, I'm submissive to my husband. No, it's not. To me, I don't really think that's what it's really saying, right? Because one, I think you can't just submit to any, just any old person because, okay, you have this man who's out and he's cheating on you every single night and, you know, doing all these things. He's definitely not walking, you know, kind of like, uh, in, in the line of sight of God. So why would you be submitting to him? Or if you have a husband that say he don't even take care of his own, his own stuff, right? Like his shit is all over the place. Um, well, if he's not really a leader in the situation, well, what are you submitting to? I also feel like too, I've seen instances, which I've had those conversations in the past with people. Like I don't personally understand, um, because I've seen people who women who were, um, I mean like top executives, like in these roles and their husband was like, well, you need to be submissive. And you need to quit your job. And I don't, I just don't believe in that. Like, I don't think that that is what the word is saying. I, I really don't. And I don't understand why women have to make themselves small for their husband. Right. When you, and, and I think it's taken out of context. I do. Because when she made the comment, I didn't think that she was saying like, I'm going to just be, I'm not going to be doing anything or I'm just going to just fully submit to him. I think she's just saying like, yeah, when I, when I, I want him to lead the household, right? Like he has his role. I have my role, but you know, I would like to be that. And personally, sometimes for me, like I always am the one that's taking care of everything. I take care of everything in my family. I, you know, usually I'm the one people call. And sometimes like, you know, I would like to be in a relationship where like, I really didn't have to be the thinker of all things, right? Like I had somebody else that I can lean on to do certain things that I didn't, that I don't have to do because sometimes you just want a fucking break. Right. And so she was basically saying in her old relationship that she, um, 
she was the leader. Like she, she was in control of her career. She was in control of everything. So when she came home, she's in control of that. And she was like, this, you know, she don't want that. And, um, and so I, I, I didn't, I didn't, wasn't, I didn't think the comment was weird. Like a lot of people were like, Oh my God. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, I feel like we don't know exactly the context of what she's saying. Right. Um, and plus a lot of people, I don't personally believe in, in gender roles or roles in general. I think that, uh, well, I should say I don't believe in gender roles. I think that in your relationship, whether, you know, and you, whether you're with a man, woman, whoever you're with, you kind of start figuring out, especially when you live together or you get married, you kind of start figuring out like, okay, you're really good at this. I'm really good at this. So this is my role. This is your role. Like, this is kind of like what we're going to do. I always tell my kid, like, you might meet a woman one day and she might cook dinner every day. Right. But then if she, but say she's working late this night. And even though like, that's usually what she do and she cooks, but you can go in there and fucking cook dinner. Like it's not that serious to where, you know, you can't fucking do anything. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I wasn't, I wasn't taken aback by the submissive comments, but I also feel like, um, I don't really think that submission to me means that a woman is doing nothing. And sometimes I think that especially Christians, they misconstrue, um, that whole thing. Do I believe that your husband should, um, especially if you are a Christian, like, do I believe that your husband should be the example? He should be, um, you know, yeah, I think he should cover his wife and I think he should be the example, you know, to his children and everything else. And I mean, that means like, you know, leading, leading the house in prayer and stuff like that. And like, you know, uh, being honest, being good, you know? Um, yeah, I, I do feel that way. Um, just like, I think that the wife has a role too. I just like, I think that the children have roles too. So, um, I don't know. I didn't find it. I just didn't find it weird. So, um, and I guess from a standpoint of, we don't really know fully what exactly that entails for them. Um, but I don't, but I, what I say, I don't believe when it comes to submission is that I don't believe that a woman should make herself small for her husband. Um, you both can be powerful. You both can be successful. And when I see situations where like, unless the woman wants to, but when I see situations where like, they just don't want, don't want their wives to do anything. And they're the controller of all the money and they, you know, have the say in everything. Like I'm not personally with that. Um, I wouldn't even want to date somebody that don't even, that don't even want to know about our household and like our money and what we have going on. Like, I, I don't understand that piece, but, um, I think that's all I had today for hot topics. Honestly, I told you this was going to be a quick one. Um, also I want to tell you that next week, uh, I won't have an episode. So, so this week you have this episode The next week I'll be out of town. So I'm not going to record. Uh, so just make sure that you catch up on old episodes. Um, definitely leave feedback. Uh, I'm always around and, um, I always love to hear from you. Uh, also don't forget to follow. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google, um, Google podcasts. I think it's pretty much everywhere that, you know, um, streaming SoundCloud is on SoundCloud too. Uh, pretty much everywhere, you know, most streaming platforms. So just, um, check that out, follow. And, um, you can also find me on social media. My Instagram is at, it's just my thoughts, underscore podcast. Uh, my Twitter is IJMT podcast, and you can also email me and it's IJMT podcast at gmail.com. Uh, like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.